0: And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Greenlight Reviews. My name is Les Roberts.
1: I'm Ann Elder. Today, Mm Ann,
0: we're going to review a film called Zookeeper.
1: Okay. I'm going to let you out of your cage, Les, so go to it. Well, don't (laughs) rattle my cage. Okay.
0: (laughs) The Zookeeper is... Griffin Keys, he is played, of course, by Kevin James. Mm-hmm. Griffin Keys loves his job. He loves animals. He takes very good care of animals, but he really has a problem. Because he was very much in love with a beautiful young girl named Stephanie, played by Leslie Bibb.
1: Who is a beautiful young actress.
0: Wow, is she ever. Mm -hmm. And she dumps him in the first scene of the movie.
1: Well, she wants him to change jobs because she doesn't think that a zookeeper is a hip enough or prestigious enough position for her to be dating a guy like this or being married to a guy who is a professional zookeeper.
0: So why did she go out with him in the first place? does not matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. So anyway, he runs into her again. He finds he's still very much in love with her, and he's thinking seriously about quitting his job mm-hmm. and getting a much better job with his brother, who owns a very elegant car dealership, mm-hmm. when the animals hear that their best friend, yes. Griffin, is going to leave the job, mm-hmm. they break the code.
1: Yeah, of silence.
0: Silence. Right. They're not supposed to talk to people, but they decide that they are going to talk to Griffin and they start giving him very very good advice or what they hope is good advice mm-hmm. on how he can get this woman to love him again
1: as a zookeeper as a zookeeper. that's correct but there's also another woman on hand here rosario dawson plays the zookeepers vet and i thought she was very charming in this part and i thought she was very believable i liked her a lot
0: absolutely actually her specialty is Eagles. She takes care of the Eagles, and she loves the Eagles very much, and frankly, I love her very much. I think (laughs) she is a very, very attractive actress, and a very good actress. I've seen her in several things now, and she's always, always good.
1: Well, the rest of the movie, from my standpoint, once the animals start talking and giving Griffin advice and so on, you either buy that premise and go along with it, or, like me, you're a little bit resistant to it, and that then makes the Second half of the film have some real plot problems. And for me, that really sabotaged the picture.
0: Well, first of all, let's say that the animals are played by much bigger stars that we see on the screen. The lion is Sylvester Stallone. The lioness is is Cher. The gorilla, who is really the co-star of the film, is Nick Nolte.
1: Don Rickles is in there for a half a second.
0: Don Rickles and Adam Sandler and, you know, all sorts of people. I thought it was a funny idea. I'm not sure that it remained funny for an hour and
1: a half. I don't think the jokes were funny. And I think they missed opportunity after opportunity to give those animals great, character jokes. They should have made us be totally aware that the lion was Sylvester Stallone. There should have been some Rocky references. There should have been some Rambo references in there. He should have been making fun of himself. A la Sylvester Stallone So that there would have been some inside humor The same with Cher The same with Nick Nolte Instead, they just gave us bland Kind of generic jokes about whatever The animals, as a result, lacked personalities
0: Well, the only spot that I laughed In that area was when the Griffin character is arguing with the gorilla, and the gorilla wants to do something that is highly unlikely. Mm -hmm. So Griffin says, you're a gorilla. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: the gorilla says... I can't believe you were going to go there. Right, well. Which I thought was cute.
1: But that's one joke. And, you know, we talked about this earlier, last. The two of them end up going to TGI Fridays.
0: When we say two of them, Kevin James and the gorilla.
1: And the gorilla. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I understand far-out humor. I get it. You know, that's been my life is to write that kind of a script and so on. But this scene simply doesn't work in a movie that is not a, quote, real fantasy movie. There was too much going on about reality in this film to pull off a scene like that. The customers simply sat there thinking that this gorilla was a guy in a gorilla suit and they were buying it. And, you know, I'm going, are you kidding me? Plus, <laughs> and I will say this, if the gorilla had had a, you know, dozen or so really hilarious lines, then I would have overlooked it. But since he didn't, you become very aware that it's an unfunny gorilla sitting there. Talking Talking to
0: (laughs) Kevin James,
1: and that really bothered me.
0: That's an unfunny gorilla as opposed to a funny gorilla. That is correct.
1: (laughs) That is correct. And then I never understood why they chose as an alternative profession for this character Griffin to go into the car salesman business. I mean, that's already not funny. And it's cliched and trite. And I thought that was extraneous material. I didn't need to see Kevin James running around and tripping and falling and doing pratfalls now in a car lot. You know, it's the same joke repeated and repeated. Over and over and over again, and I really was annoyed, and I got very tired of this picture.
0: Well, I got tired of it too, Anne. I didn't dislike it quite as much as you did. I thought there were hints in the Kevin James performance that he is capable of doing more and better than this repetitive character that he plays over and over and over again.
1: Again, I thought the novelty wore off fast, and I just didn't dig the picture. I think they were trying to borrow from the Ben Stiller kind of movie, the Smithsonian Museum Museum. movie, of course, where all the characters came to life. And, you know, the premise wasn't bad. It's just that with all the animated movies that we've seen recently where the animals talk and so on, then this really wasn't a very fresh idea, even if it was live action film. So to me, the movie doesn't work. I'm going to give it a soft red light because of the inane shenanigans of the tigers and the animals and the actors. Ugh! you know, why couldn't they give those animals some wild jokes?
0: Well, the problem with this film, I think, was the writing more than anything else. Frank Caracy is the director. I think he did okay. I agree. And as I say, I kind of liked the relationship between Kevin James and the Rosario Dawson character. There was attraction going on there, and neither of them really realized it until very close to the end. I guess I am giving this a yellow light, Anne, because I think that kids are going to enjoy it a lot more than you and I did. So, a red light, soft red light, and a yellow light for Zookeeper. Well, we're going to be back to review another film very, very shortly. We hope you will join us. Until that time, my name is Les Roberts.
1: I'm Ann Elder.
0: And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you can break out of your cage long enough to have a good time at the movies. Hi, I'm
1: Christina Yerling Biro, host of the podcast Pop Culture Confidential. Join me as I go way behind the scenes with some of the most influential people in entertainment and media. Hear actors such as Succession's Brian Cox talk about his favorite characters to play.
0: There always has to be a mystery. The audience have to be in a situation where they want to know what's going on.
1: Meet studio execs like Pixar chief Pete Docter and learn his secret on how he makes us cry. Emotion is our first language. And so many others who are defining popular culture. From Obama speechwriter David Litt to Top Chef host Padma Lakshmi.
0: We don't often think about food politically or we don't want to,
1: but it really is. Join me. Search for Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts.